My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. Uh, the website is mainlyplants.com. You can find me on social media at mainlyplants. If you're not following me, be sure to, especially on Instagram, because I post a lot of good, uh, a good recipe stuff, um, a lot of good information about uh, you know edible plants, what you know what all the health benefits are for you. Um, Head over to mainlyplants.com and check out all the uh, the links in the uh, navigation menu. You'll see you can find a link to Amazon. You can find what products I recommend. You can find a link directly to the uh, apparel that I have for sale on Amazon Prime. Um, so go check that out. Uh, sorry, the the podcast from last Friday is late to until today. Obviously Monday. Um, I, I have a, a guest on the podcast today. Uh, by the name of Dr. James Kelly, and he works for a company called El Nutra. They have a fasting system called Prolon, and it's a five-day fasting system. And basically, what it is is they send you a box with some smaller boxes inside of it, labeled one through five, and a little uh, instruction card. And on day one, you open up that box and you eat what's in there. So, like for instance. For breakfast, I had a, a little, like kind of a power bar type thing and a cup of tea, both which was provided in the box. For lunch, I had some tomato soup, I had some olives, and some kale crackers, along with a couple supplements that they have in there also. And the soup was like a powder, and I just mixed it with water and microwaved it, and it really tasted good. So I'm going to be doing this for the next five days. And... You'll hear Dr. Kelly talk about the, the benefits of fasting, um, some of the stuff to watch out for, what you can expect to see at the end, and it's it's actually quite interesting. It does get a little um, you know biology heavy, but just kind of try to keep up. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about, as always, please feel, please feel free to email me, or you can send me a direct message through social media. Uh, towards the end, the audio started to get a little bit kind of glitchy. Um, Skype was having some issues. Uh, I didn't know this until I finished the interview and listened back to it, but it's okay because the information. Oh, I had a sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. The information is still there, so you might hear him talk and then it kind of cuts a little bit, but you still hear what he says. So just try to power through that little inconvenience because the information is very invaluable. And, you know, I always talk about doing things like intermittent fasting. I've been doing that for years. And so to try something, a, a new type of fast, and how it's beneficial and different uh, is going to be very interesting for me. So far, I feel pretty good. Uh, on Instagram, if you follow me on there, I'll be documenting how I feel every day in my stories and to kind of talking about what I'm eating. And by day five, I should uh, I should feel pretty good. So hopefully I don't get any kind of headaches or nausea tomorrow because it does put you into a, a state of ketosis. Um, but aside from that, you know, I, I, I really kind of, it, it's fascinating how, how depriving your body is actually good for it in terms of food. So be sure to give it a listen. Um, without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. James Kelly from El Nutra. All right, so James Kelly, uh, if you could just uh, introduce yourself to everybody and um, kind of give a little bit of your background. 
Sure. So, hello. Uh, thanks for having me. I am Dr. James Kelly. I'm a the consulting medical science liaison for L Nutra, which is a uh, company that was launched out of USC based around the idea of fasting mimicking diets and how to mimic all of the benefits of a fast uh, while still being allowed to eat food. My background, personally, I'm an MD, MBA. I did my undergrad was in cell bio, and then I did a neuro master's followed by uh, medical degree focused on sports medicine, family medicine. Uh, I never practiced. I didn't complete my residency. I went straight into an MBA program uh, and got involved in medical innovation. Um, and when I was at USC doing my MBA, I met Dr. Walter Longo, who is the director of the Longevity Institute at USC. Um, and he was working on trying to bring fasting and fasting centers to the U.S. at that time. Uh, and I had several meetings with him and wrote a business plan for how to do that. Uh, and then I went about the rest of my life, launched a, a spinal company, a laparoscopy company, and then I worked for the Cleveland Clinic for about five years doing uh, early stage medical innovation. I did the evaluations and the, um, all the stuff that helped bring it to market. Uh, and then a couple of years later, I was approached by Dr. Longo's company that had finally gotten funded and launched uh, to come on board as the chief operating officer and then the chief medical officer, and then I transitioned as the medical science liaison. So I've been here since the launch of El Nutra, mm -hmm. uh, which is now moving into our, I think, our fourth year at this point. Um, and I've had the pleasure of training uh, doctors around the world, and I've spoken to all of our uh, customers. It feels like all 60,000 of them at this point. But, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I do a lot with education. I'm always learning, and I've had the pleasure of also speaking with a diverse population of people who are experts who have taught me a lot. So okay. uh, with any luck, I'll have some insight here. So. So, so I want to back up a little bit. So you talked about um, you know, introducing the benefits of fasting and, mm -hmm. and fasting centers. So could you give a breakdown of what the benefits of fasting are? Because sure. for, the past, I mean, for the past, I would say, three or four years, um, I do intermittent fasting, um, mm -hmm. typically Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekend. Um, so, you know, I feel better fasting, but this is kind of a whole other concept, um, the pro mm -hmm. stuff, which yeah. I, I just started today. So, Oh, great. Well, welcome to the program. Thank you very so, much. So I hope um, tomorrow you like it as much as you do today. So. Me too. Uh, so. so, I mean, so far it's yeah. awesome. The food tastes great, and I honestly don't feel hungry. Um, I had breakfast for the first time in years, so that was weird. But yeah, yeah. Well, but your, bo your body didn't think you had breakfast, so right. that's, that's the cool part about it. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, uh, the diet itself is pretty fascinating, but fasting in general is, is – it's easier to talk about fasting because fasting mimicking diet is a product, and because it's a product, it's it's has to comply with federal regulations. Mm -hmm. So uh, if things are not done at an FDA level, there are things that we generally can't say. So you'll hear me kind of talk less about about that actual thing. But fasting itself has many well documented benefits. Chief among them, in my opinion, would be that has the power to regenerate the body. Uh -huh. um, but it takes a couple of days, and this is why Prolon is five days long, as we're trying to hijack that mechanism. It takes a couple of days to get that full benefit. Uh, but some of the first things that happen with fasting, you're going to get some weight loss, you're going to get cholesterol improvements, you're going to get reduction of, of uh, certain um, negative biomarkers. Um, there are, we need better long-term studies to show what short-term fasting does, mm -hmm. um, meaning short-term, there's a couple different types of fasting, and that's I always start there. There's time-restricted eating, which people generally refer to as intermittent fasting, right. which is generally 12 to 16 hours mm -hmm. not eating. Some people do one meal a day, so they have a 24-hour fast, one meal a day, 24-hour fast, mm -hmm. one meal a day. Um, 
but that's there's time restricted eating and intermittent fasting are generally less than 24 hours right. uh, or even up to 36 hours. But the body doesn't truly enter a biological fasting state till about 48 hours. Oh. You use up the glucose in your blood by about 12 hours and you start to turn on some of the right mechanisms. But ketosis doesn't fully activate for two to three days. Uh, and the pathways that, that we're focused on really don't activate till day three. So what happens with a fast really interesting stuff, especially if you're talking about a prolonged fast, meaning 48 hours or more. Mm -hmm. So at about 48 hours, the body reacts thinking, uh-oh, this is serious. We really have to take this lack of food thing truthfully. And the way it does that is because you have these pathways that recognize food. You eat protein or sugar or carbs and you trigger mTOR, IGF-1, protein kinase A. These are these, you have these little molecules in your body that sense the presence of food and trigger a bunch of actions to take advantage of the fact that you just ate. And we're trying to do the opposite. We're trying to suppress those sensors to say, there's no food here. Now you have to do your best to optimize, survive with what you have, mm -hmm. and make sure that you can succeed finding the next food. So all we're doing is hijacking this built-in mechanism that every cell in your body has, that every organism on Earth has conserved since the dawn of time. It's the only way we survived from meal A to meal B is the only way we ever evolved. So this mechanism to survive that gap in food is hugely beneficial. But in modern day America, we almost never get into a fasted state. We, in, even a 12 hour fast is really important to just tell your body, it's sort of like working out. You can't do the same workout every day or it'll stop having benefit. Mm -hmm. You have to change it up and you have to stress the body to get it to respond. And that's what fasting really is. You stress the body and it responds by moving into a different state than it's been in to get that cleanup. And some of the really beneficial things if you do a prolonged fast, when you turn off those growth pathways, you turn on these survival pathways of optimization. And there's a process called autophagy or autophagy, which literally means self-eating, autophagy, mm -hmm. self-eat, uh, where broken parts of cells or broken other cells will eat themselves or others and repair the part that was deleted through eating with a new one. Or they'll, do a, they'll conduct apoptosis, which is programmed cell death or apoptosis, if you're saying it right. And it literally means suicide. The cell is too broken to be repaired, so it commits suicide. And when it commits suicide, there's a lot of indications that it releases factors that bring a new stem cell in. Oh. So in just a short period of time, your body will clean up and repair broken tissue or delete it and replace it with a stem cell. And there's a lot of good research showing this. Um, we're not where we need to be, but... All indications show that this is what the body does. If you look on a, on, and here's our evidence, and I'm sorry for going on and on. I talk about this all the time. No, it's good. But if you, if you look at like a mouse and you scan the mouse with an MRI and you look at the organ size before, during, and after a fast, and at the same time you measure blood levels of the, the things that those organs are making, you'll see a couple interesting things. The organs will get smaller during the fast, and they're not just losing water, they're actually losing cells. Their volume decreases, and they have less cells. But if you measure the blood output, at the same time, those organs are functioning as well or better. So you have smaller organ doing more work. That's optimization, so mm -hmm. we have proof that we optimize. And then, at the same time, you can measure their stem cells, and they go way up at the end of the diet. By about day five, they're, they're pretty darn high, about 800 times, or eight, eight 
100% increase in circulating stem cells. Mm -hmm. And then after the diet, when you feed them again, the organs get bigger again and the stem cells go down at the same time. So that is evidence that you're regenerating with new tissue. So you now have optimized old tissue and regenerated uh, and brand new tissue sitting next to each other. So so does fasting help things like just chronic inflammation and you know if you have injuries that yeah. need to be repaired? So, so that's the really cool thing about fasting too is that if you go into a fasting state in a human, and this is stuff we do know, people, their cells will go into a protected state. Inflammation will decrease because inflammation is kind of a waste of energy if you don't have a lot of resources mm -hmm. coming in. So inflammation goes down. Uh, the white blood cell lines actually decrease a little bit, but the way you look at it is it looks like the old damaged white blood cells are getting deleted, same way as every other piece of tissue. Mm. So the white blood cell counts go down during the fast, but then afterwards they go up dramatically or mm. at least some, somewhat dramatically, varies from person to person. But that's pretty good evidence that the immune system may actually be a little stronger at the end of it. Um, during the fast it's theoretically decreased, but probably not. You're probably just getting rid of the bad cells, but we don't know. So inflammation goes down, uh, energy levels spike by about day five because the body's saying, okay, I did all this optimization for you, now go kill me a wildebeest or <laughs> go find a bushel of fruit right. or you know, go find that next potato in the ground. So uh -huh. whatever it is, the body is trying to give you that energy to go out-compete your neighbors for that resource. So again, there's a lot of pressure on us evolutionarily to have developed this mechanism and it makes a lot of sense that your body will get rid of stuff that's a waste, optimize the things it can, increase energy and improve functioning like those all make great sense so and if you look at the numbers on paper you'll see people uh lose a bunch of visceral fat because that's the fat your body's been storing for the lean times mm -hmm. and that's the bad fat that's associated with diseases uh and a lot of the problems that we see in later age uh and you're never really burning it but if you go into a fasted state it's the first thing to go it's the emergency fuel so the body sucks it down you lose i mean in our trials we saw people lose you know, about an inch and a quarter off their waist and about five pounds of mostly visceral fat. In the five um, days? Yeah, so they, wow. lose, they, they actually lose it over, if they're, if they're already starting at a fairly healthy weight, they're not gonna lose a lot. Uh -huh. um, but the, the heavier they are, the more they lose. Sure. So larger people lost closer to nine pounds and, and everybody else lost about five. And this is on the diet, we didn't have them change anything else, but we did have them do it three times. So one thing I'll say is, if you do five days of fasting, you're gonna burn a lot of visceral fat. And if you have a lot of visceral fat to go, you may actually keep most of it off. But if you were in the healthy range or near it, you're going to regain a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And that's because this is the emergency fuel. The body's just going to refill the emergency fuel for the next time. Right. But the more you do fasting, the more you train your body. So what we see is people lose most of the weight the first time, but then they keep more. They gain it back a little bit, and then they do it again. They lose a little bit more. They are a little bit less the second time, but they keep more of it off. And then cumulatively by the end, they, they, they lose about five and a half, six pounds. In the real world, we see people do a lot better in uh -huh. general. Not everybody does. Everybody's different. But, um, but in general, the body's just trying to kind of – once you reset it and train it what healthy looks like, it can keep that for much longer. So if you do three cycles of five-day fasting over the course of three months, meaning once a month for three months, mm -hmm. total of 15 days – You'll see people, if we measure them again, about four months after the last box, they'll still have about 60% of their weight loss without any other changes. The uh -huh. people in our trials didn't change their exercise, didn't change their diet, uh, and they still had all those benefits. People who do change it tend to continue to lose or do even better. Not universally, but for the most part, they do. Uh, and if you do this as part of a program, people do a lot better. So, so. Would, how, uh, would, so would you recommend 
that that kind of um, routine where you do it once a month for three months, or can you do it more? Should you do it less over time? Yeah. So that well, that's so. Let's acknowledge one thing: fasting is really tough. The mm-hmm. reason that that we created Prolon, the only reason, is because Dr. Walter Longo in his labs he did this research. He looked at the oldest living populations, the healthiest populations on Earth, called the Blue Zone, right. and tried to figure out what was common about them and how they were getting there. And one population in particular, the Loran people in Ecuador, had no history of diabetes or cardiovascular disease in the history of their, I mean, their, I'm sorry, or cancer in their entire population. And it was because they had a mutation in their IGF-1 pathway where they just didn't respond to protein. So they never grew, but they also never got those diseases associated with aging. So he was trying to figure out how to get that benefit. And it turns out you can suppress IGF-1 through fasting. And that's why fasting is probably beneficial. It turns on all these cleanup mechanisms. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about that, fasting for five days is super hard. It's really challenging, and most people were dropping out of his trials. Mm-hmm. So he had to figure out a way to trick the body. And if you're trying to do three cycles of five days of not eating anything over three months, some people can do that, and they can be very successful. They're going to lose a little more lean body mass because the first thing to burn after glucose is glycogen in your muscles mm-hmm. and the protein in your muscles before you activate ketosis. So for the first two days of a fast, you're going to lose a lot of muscle mass. And so they were dropping out or losing muscle mass. So he figured out that you can trick the body if you stay below the levels that IGF-1 and or NPKA recognize. You can give the body a fair amount of a little bit of protein, a fairly big amount of cholesterol. I'm sorry, carbohydrates, not cholesterol. My apologies. Carbohydrates and a little bit of sugar and then a lot of healthy fat. And you can actually stay below the levels that these pathways get triggered. So I can give you... 1150 calories on day one to get you into the diet and then about 800 calories on each day after that of plant-based nutrition and trick the body into thinking it's still in a fasting state so you're going to keep igf1 levels low you're going to turn on all those cellular repair mechanisms uh people tend to lose a a lot of weight uh and then people who have um who are healthy to begin with it'll help them maintain their healthy levels of glucose so it's not going to bottom you out we did some large human trials and and we showed this so um, it has a lot of really interesting effects, but the most important thing people notice the first is weight loss. Uh-huh. If you have a lot of weight to lose, people notice that pretty quickly. Uh, but for certain people, they'll gain it back fairly quickly if they're not careful and they don't do multiple cycles. But people with like an apple shaped body tend to lose quite a bit. Uh, we've had people lose anywhere from 18 to 35 pounds over three cycles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we see people do really, really well. And, and the, but, but more importantly than the weight loss is metabolism. Cause really what we want you to do is be successful keeping weight off. And one of the things that we see with repetitive cycles of this is that there appears to be an increase in metabolism, at least over the four months that we measured them afterwards. So uh, I wish we had longer data, but it was done before I got here. So, um, But giving that shift in metabolism allows you to maintain that weight loss, and it also changes your cravings a little bit. So mm-hmm. if you fast repetitively, you're not going to have the same desires for um, processed foods or sugars. It's easier to make healthy choices. You don't need as big plates. So it's easier to kind of go forward and be successful afterwards. It changes your behavior so you don't have to fight yourself, mm-hmm. which is for me the biggest. I get a lot of pleasure out of eating. So <laughs> uh, part, part of the reason I do the diet is to kind of calm down my sweet tooth. So um, anyway, sorry. There's your there's my the best I got on the weight loss angle. So, so I, and I, I don't want to gloss over. I want to make sure that I'm understanding so the listeners understand. So the way that you're – so when you say you're tricking the body <coughs> – excuse me you're tricking the body during this fast is you're keeping enough nutrients and calories in the body to prevent things like muscle mass loss, but it's reduced enough to where you get the effects of fasting. 
Yeah, well, sort of. It's actually kind of a little more nerdy than that, but I'll do my best. Um, the pathways have a – it's not a light switch. It's not on or off. Mm -hmm. It's a ramp. It's like a roller coaster. Gotcha. Until you get all the way over that hill, it doesn't turn on. Mm -hmm. So if you get up to, say, a certain amount of protein is just below the crest of that hill. So I can give you that, and IGF-1 is not going to turn off. Gotcha. And then I looked over at mTOR, and I'm simplifying. The body's not mm -hmm. like a Lego instruction set. It's a little more complicated. <laughs> but but – uh, if I get protein, so protein is that level, and then car, uh, carbohydrates is a lot higher. I can give you quite a bit more carbs before I get over the carbohydrate hill, mm -hmm. and that turns on mTOR and pKa. And sugar, I can give you a very small amount, but I can still give you some sugar without triggering the insulin pathways, uh, or at least triggering them enough to turn off autophagy mm -hmm. and regeneration. So, uh, and then with fat. It, can, it turns out I can give you a lot of healthy fat before the body recognizes it. So if you take all four of those and add them together, because I'm not really concerned about the total calories. I'm much more concerned about the ratio. Mm -hmm. So eat the ratio of each one of them, I give you the most I can give you before I turn on its pathway. And it turns out I can give you like 800 calories before I turn on that pathway. And it's different for everybody, but 800 seems to be the, the, the max Yeah, the, where we can catch the most people. If you're very small and you have a very low metabolic basal metabolic rate, this may be too many calories for you, uh -huh. but for mo most people, it's the right amount uh, to get them where they need to go uh, without stressing them as hard as true fasting would, but still keeping them in that fasting state. So by uh, true fasting, do you mean like a, a, just a 100% water, water fast? fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. where you're eating nothing but water. Right. So we give you all of the – we give you as much as you – so if you're trying to do this on your own, and I'm a, a doctor and I'm not compensated on sales, so uh, I'm not doing this to try to shill a product. Sure. I really genuinely believe they did all the research. They did it all the thinking for you. You don't have to prepare anything yourself. There are – the ratios are – public disclosure it's out there on how this is done but the reason it cost us so much darn money and took so long to make is because these are very specific ratios mm -hmm. they're very hard to kind of do on your own uh in any sort of interesting way you can do it very boringly uh and and be probably close to what we're getting but everybody who's tried hates it we've <laughs> tried to make it in a way that you can live your life. You don't have to think about it. We did all the thinking for you. You don't have to buy any food for that week. So that knocks off 100 to 200 bucks on the box right there, depending on who, how much you spend on food and mm -hmm. alcohol. Um, so, and we give you all those benefits, and all you have to do is just do the box. Prepare so, it, yeah. we're, really, it is just it's all about convenience and scientific accuracy. So, um, but but uh, the way we protect lean body mass is we give your body the fuel that it needs. Because it will go looking for energy wherever it can find it. Mm -hmm. And it looks in the muscles early. And if we give you enough carbohydrates and sugar, because we're above true keto, right. ketogenic diets. We give you about 70 milligrams or something like that of carbs and sugar per day. So it's a decent amount. It'll keep you out of, out of registering super high ketone bodies. Mm -hmm. But you'll still be in mild ketosis on the diet. Okay. Um, but you'll protect the muscle. And that's really what we're going for. So we want. So aside from that stuff, what are, what are the, the, the big concerns and dangers of a water fast? Right. So water fasting uh, depends on who you are. Um, we recommend everybody who is on a medication to consult with their doctor, make sure they're healthy enough before they go on a prolonged fast of any kind, including mm -hmm. our diet. Um, but uh, with water fasting in particular, the main challenges are that it's very difficult. Most people, about I think about 95% of people quit by day two. Uh, some people can do it. I can't. Mm -hmm. I certainly can't. I don't have the I don't have the the mental fortitude to <laughs> to overcome day two and three. The anxiety just gets way too high for right. me, um, and I feel way too weak and I feel lightheaded. Um, 
So for one, it's just very hard for everybody. But if you have a history of fainting or you have blood pressure issues, it's going to be a big problem for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the other things that we're worried about, people with kidney failure, dehydration is extremely risky uh, on a water fast. Even though you're drinking water, you may still – you're maybe not retaining the fluid the way you would normally because you don't have any of the electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Um, so dehydration is a big risk. Even on our diet, we're very careful to, to manage dehydration risk because uh, we don't want you to have kidney failure because that can make it worse. Gout is a problem. Uh, the biggest one, though, is probably diabetes. If you're on, if you have trouble regulating your blood sugar, um, a, fat, a long fast is going to be very challenging for you. And even with 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 our product, we recommend uh, we don't recommend it for diabetics uh, on medications. There's some doctors ignore us and use it anyway, but uh, uh, we definitely don't recommend that people do it as an outpatient on their own. Um, but uh, with with water fasting, the the main things are the muscle and the the, the hardship. Mm. So so barring any kind of um, big health complications that you already have or that somebody already has the hardest the, the biggest thing of the water fast is the mental aspect uh, generally it's okay. a challenge yeah. yeah yeah and we just want to also make sure that the big the other thing is if you're going for a drive or something like that and you aren't eating anything you don't faint at the before wheel. you're in yeah before you're in full ketosis I don't want you running out of energy and passing out at the wheel uh, or getting lightheaded and not knowing where you are or something like that so you know those are the big concerns day two and three for most people on any type of fasting even on ketogenesis sometimes people will get a little lightheaded they'll get a bad headache um they get a little out of body as some people describe it so uh-huh. those are the things that we're really you know we try very hard to manage and and prolon does a great job with i'm a little more concerned during water only fasting but i'm a fan of water fasting if you can do it under supervision with the right conditions a lot of people can be very successful so i'm not here to knock water fasting so I just think we made a superior version are you are you more of a fan of like these five-day fasts over intermittent fasting provided it's an intermittent fast of 12 16 hours I, I'll tell you, I do intermittent fasting fairly uh-huh. regularly. Um, I think there are benefits to intermittent fasting. I do feel a little better sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, I find if I do it regularly, I, I actually gain weight. Uh, for me, I kind of need to do it sporadically and confuse my body. So I don't really understand, and I don't. I haven't seen a compelling study on intermittent fasting that shows that it does anything really substantial beyond cholesterol and weight loss, mm-hmm. uh, which are very important things. Uh, and it does work for a lot of people for weight loss. It didn't work for me. But uh, you know, I'm I'm certainly a fan of it for a lot of reasons. I feel better a little bit on it. I don't feel like I do on day five of a fast, though. I'll tell you, gotcha. I, 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 the the clearest I ever feel is on day five of prolong. Uh, my brain fog is gone. My energy levels are spiked. I, by the way, have a very hard time on the diet. I'm not, I'm abnormal. I get most of the bad stuff. I get a pretty bad headache. Day three and four, I get a little sore in my lower back and legs, and I don't sleep very well. And I'm fairly hungry throughout the diet. But I can certainly get through it. I can't get through a water. Fast. So the longest I've ever gone with a water fast is 24 hours. So I mean, so are those things that I should maybe possibly ex- expect as like a, you know, a headache? I heard I heard day two is hard. Um, yeah, most people have struggle on day two, and three uh-huh. is a little easy. So it gets easier but as the most along. common thing is the headache. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. By day four, most people aren't anywhere near as hungry. They feel pretty good. The headaches are gone, uh, and then day five, they feel the best they felt in a long time. We hear that all the time. Um, they feel great. They feel younger. They feel energetic. They feel like their skin is clearer. Uh, their, their brain fog is gone. For me, I have a torn lateral meniscus and two partially torn rotator cuffs and I am pain, pain free for about two or three weeks after the diet. Now that's, that is an anecdotal thing that I'm sharing. That's not my company's opinion. This is something that I personally experienced on the diet. So, um, but, uh, but during the diet, I do struggle about 40% of people get a headache. That's the most common thing. 
the best thing you can do for that is uh, while you're, you can add Himalayan sea salt to the soups because potassium and, so, and uh, magnesium tend to help you hold mm. on to water in addition to the sodium. Uh, the diet does have a little less sodium than most Americans eat. It has about 1.7 grams of sodium. So people can get a little dehydrated. So we really encourage okay. them to drink a lot of water. If you're a coffee drinker, have your cup of coffee. Uh, 90 milligrams of caffeine is like one black cup of coffee. That's okay per day on the diet. Don't add cream or sugar. Or you can have a couple black teas. Probably not a green tea because they can have some calories and some weird stuff in them. So, um, but 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 black teas are okay. All the herbal teas you can drink. We include a lot in the box, but you can drink your own. Uh, that's okay too. Um, if you want to have like a like a electrolyte water that's zero calorie, like a smart water, those are okay. Those may even help out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of little tricks that people can do to make it a little easier. What about Lacroix? So that's a good one we get a lot of questions about. Um, I haven't looked at all of them, but if they're zero calorie or less than about two calories, you can have yeah. two or three of them. Yeah, I think they're pretty sure they're um, zero they're, calorie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, I think they're pretty much just sodium bicarbonate and a couple other things in yeah. them, so they're fizzy. Uh, people, we let people drink those. You can okay. live your life. You know, so, so uh, and and how come, why five days? It, I mean, it, it... Great question. Yeah, so that's when we get a lot. Uh-huh. Um, the reason we say five days... Uh, uh, and there are other versions we're developing as well that are not five days. But for general wellness purposes, it's the balance between all of the benefits and eliminating any potential serious side effects. So at day three is really when you start getting the cleanup. Day one and two are just about getting into the fasting state. Day three, you start the cleanup, autophagy, which we see occur. It peaks between 48 and 72 hours and then continues on through about 96 hours. So day three and four are the main one. And then day five, you're going to get a little bit of that. But what we saw on day five is that's really when, at least I believe these were the results show, that's when the stem cells we see in your bloodstream tend to peak. So okay. the, the theory is, and again, we want to be clear here, we don't know, we're not claiming to increase bone, we're not claiming to increase bone marrow stem cells. We just saw in the patients we tested sure. uh, in their bloodstream an increase in mesenchymal stem progenitor cells, which are MSPC stem cells. They're the stem cells that make most of you. They're connective tissue, bone, muscle, uh, I believe most of your organs. Um, but uh, so I'm, maybe all, all the lines up. We just looked at the, those. Those were the easiest to look at. Liver, things like that. Uh, them go up in the bloodstream by about 800%. And then uh, after you eat again, they drop down to about 150 to 400% of the original levels, depending on how many times you've done the diet. The logic being that you finish the diet, all those stem cells that got recruited to replace the stuff you deleted once you eat again they go and make new tissue now we don't we do biopsies in humans so we can't verify that but in mice we did and we know it did in mice so and we can observe organs getting bigger so so our the reason it's five days is because after about seven days your body will start to eat muscle again Uh even on on any diet so uh, um there's a protein sparing window that we try to stay in and there from a cleanup standpoint we've done done most of the cleanup so there's no real benefit to keeping it going and then you start getting into the hardships so mm-hmm. that's why we cap it at five days gotcha so. okay so uh, i think i mean i i've been hearing about fasting for a long time um i like i said i've been doing it for a few years it seems like it's catching on popularity now is are the, is the united states kind of behind the ball on all this uh europe is way ahead of us on things like intermittent fasting yeah uh-huh. five two diet's been around for a while there and the UK got super wide acceptance about it almost a decade ago at this point. But oh. um, so we're a little behind. I think in terms of research dollars, we're right neck and neck. They're heavily. I mean, the, we've been very lucky at, at, uh, uh, at USC. They got a lot of federal funding. Uh, at this point, I think it's close to forty million dollars uh, to pursue research 
research on um, on things like cancer, Alzheimer's, neurodegenerative disease, because that's the cool thing. In mice, we see if they do this a couple times, and mice are not people. It's very easy to control their lives and see, and, and so we can filter out which things are related to fasting and which are not, which is super useful. Uh, and they're humanely treated, but uh, these mice live about 20% longer. I, I think between 15 and 20 percent, uh, they get less autoimmune disease, less neurodegenerative disease, less cancer, less diabetes than their peer groups. Um, just basically, they're healthier mice. Uh, and if you look at chimpanzees uh, that are advanced age, I believe in their in their their 40s, which is equivalent to our 60s and 70s, uh, the groups that get kind of semi-regular prolonged fasting still have full coat and they look fairly youthful mm -hmm. and the ones that don't look like old chimpanzees so right. uh it's it's fairly consistent thing that we see throughout all of these but um so we've gotten a lot of research dollars behind it so the u.s is rapidly catching up and becoming a leader uh and in fact you know we license all of the technology that comes out of dr longo's labs related to nutrition um which we call neutra technology and try to commercialize it and we're the only ones in the world doing it so Sweet. um we're we're now catching up so the u.s is is on the fast track and all we need now is to get convince people that you know whether it's it's funny because there's a group of physicians now advocating a carnivore diet even oh, they advocate uh, yeah. prolonged yeah but even they advocate prolonged fasting so the nice thing is no matter which group you're into whether you believe in the anti-lectin diet whether uh -huh. you believe in vegetarianism whether you believe in vegan whether you believe in uh you know whatever diet you're following almost universally everyone agrees fasting is a good idea every religious culture in the world every ancient civilization all fasted we're just finally rediscovering it basically was lost for the last several thousand years but you know it's it's been part of our our history and now it's now it's coming back yeah i mean it's nice that there's that common ground because i i who was it dr sean baker i think is is the guy who kind of uh launched that carnivore diet when he was on the joe rogan podcast yep. and i uh I waited till his his results came back out, and then I ripped him a new one on the podcast. But that's a different story. Um, so that's yeah. that's what people disagree. I, I don't with. I don't agree with him either. But but, but I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, he's gotten some interesting results. But he has. Yeah. But I mean, without going too much into it, there you know there could be yeah, reasons yeah. I'm for not that. Trying that are, it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like the like the Duke Rice diet. Some people right. do really well. Some people get nothing. So right. anyway, um, no, I was I was happy to see you know because again, like I said, this is the first day I've been on the on the fast. I was actually really pleasantly surprised that the food tastes good um and that we're was, glad to hear that we worked very hard yeah, on yeah that was my biggest concern because you know if you're going to be eating just a tiny little bit a day you at least want to be able to enjoy it and not have to like cram the stuff down your throat so that was that was yeah, a good yeah. uh, that tomato are, soup was good then the interesting thing i hear is that everybody's different that's the one the one overarching takeaway i've had from this from working with with el nutra is that Everybody's different. Some people loathe the kale crackers. <laughs> some people want to. Some people want to buy them individually. I mean, they they really. I get a lot of emails asking for every product in the box. Uh -huh. I want to buy this individually. I get almost a. Uh, that's most people ask for that, but then we do get the people who say, "Please never include this. I can't believe you did it. The food was, you know." So everybody is. Everybody has varying tastes. I get a little tired of soup by the end, but I can. I can go through it. And we've just reformulated them so they're better tasting. We'll be uh -huh. introducing more varieties soon, but. We've tried to make it a very, I mean, I view it candidly as medicine, so I, I don't care if it tastes like chalk. Sure. It happens to be really delicious. Right. I, I think food's tremendous. I do I do actually, I, I work in the office, so we have samples. So I, I sometimes will eat the <laughs> soups for lunch, uh, and, and I'll crumble up the kale crackers and put it in them for thickening. So nice. uh, I think the food's great. So I'm yeah. glad to hear you do too. Um, yeah, and that's what we try to do. We try to make fasting easy. That's our whole goal here. 
is to just take the hardship out of it while still giving people that benefit. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'm going to put the link um, for the your guys' website in the description for the podcast so everybody listening can, can go there, check it out. Um, and on my Instagram stories, um, I will be doing a daily story kind of showcasing, you know, each day talking about how I feel and what I'm eating and kind of just documenting the journey. So uh, hopefully by day five, I have good news to report. I would love to hear it. And I try to try to let everybody know what the, the potential downsides are so that you're ready for them. So a lot of people are like, I have a headache. I must be allergic to something. Mm-hmm. No, that's pretty normal for ketosis right. or for this diet. Uh, there's a very small percentage of people that get what they call the keto flu. Mm-hmm. And if you Google it, you'll see I didn't, I didn't make it up to try to make it sound better. Very small percentage of people will get a little nauseous. Right. And they basically have to just stop eating for a day. Mm-hmm. And then once they pass through that window, then they're fine. But their body is just so angry that they're not getting fed. And the brain is rebelling from switching into a non-glucose-fed state uh, that it just throws a tantrum. So, um, you know, I just think of my body has to – I kind of have to, like, put my body in a corner until it plays along. And then then it does its thing. So hopefully you won't have any of those. Hopefully I'm the outlier, which seems to be the case. But uh, for anybody at home who does try it, if you have any issues, we're here to try to help. So give us a call. Uh, you know, if it's, if it's, if you have to quit the diet, if it's too hard, that does happen. Just give us a call. It's rare. Uh, we have like a, a, the equivalent of like a 4.5 star Yelp rating, but, uh, (laughs) there are people who, who this is too tough for. So, um, so, you know, those are the people that I want to hear from and I want to hear what we can do to make it better. So good deal. Well, James Kelly, Dr. James Kelly, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and giving a little insight to, cause there's a lot of listeners who, you know, who are kind of on the edge of, of doing a fast, whether it be intermittent yeah. fasting or, or even a water fast. So it's nice that, um, you know, you can kind of clear up. I, I think the biggest, the biggest concern for people is, you know, when they do hit the point where they have a headache or get nauseous and they freak out and say, well, obviously I can't, I'm not made for this. I just can't do it. So it's nice that you kind of put that to bed a little yeah. bit. Well, and, and everybody's different. And if it is too much, it is too much. And there sure. are people who it is too much for. But, uh, one thing I will say just to close it out is that, uh, we really tried to put heavy science to this. We wanted to prove the ideas. There are a lot of theories out there about what works, and and there are things that work that may be different than ours, but we we can show you pretty clearly with our evidence that we do what we say we're going to do, and if the future yields new results and we see new things, we'll change and we'll adapt. We're we're all about trying to provide a benefit. We're not stubborn. Uh, uh, The thing I love about working with this group is that there are no sacred cows. Wherever the data point, that's where we're going to aim. We're going to get you guys the best thing we we can because we're very serious about moving back to Hippocrates view of medicine. Let, let medicine be, be thy food and food be thy medicine. We want to heal you and give preventative care rather than a sick care system. And we think diet and fasting play a huge role. Right. And, and the data are really starting to improve. And to just like it. you said, it is, it is medicine and medicine evolves and we learn you know, new stuff. So it's good that you, know, you guys mm-hmm. are, are, are open to evolving like that. Well, Dr. Dr. Kelly, I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, And I I will report back to you. I'll send you an email uh, at the end of the week and let you know how I did. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm looking forward to hearing how you did, sir. And uh, let me know if there's anything else we can do for you. And have a great time on the diet. Will do. I appreciate it. So there you have it. Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, obviously, again, email me or shoot me a DM. I will put a link to... Um, the Prolon L Neutral website in the description of this podcast. And also, uh, if you go to my stories on, on uh, Instagram, you can swipe up and it takes you right there as well if you guys want to check it out and our 
curious about doing it. Also, if you have any questions regarding this fast or fasting in general um, that I didn't ask that you're super interested in, shoot me an email with that. I will reach out to uh, Dr. D uh, Dr. Kelly and uh, and see if he can get an answer for you. All right. Next podcast will be uh, out this Friday. I have another guest on, so tune in. That will be very interesting as well. Uh, she's actually an athlete, so you're kind of getting a different perspective. We've had a lot of doctors, a lot of professionals on in terms of like diet nutrition. So I'm excited to hear an athlete's um, perspective on the whole food plant-based diet. All right, so uh, not until next week, but until Friday, go eat a salad. <laughs>